Introducing Coco Golf's signature shoe, more than just a tennis shoe. It's a fusion of 90s inspired style and cutting edge performance technology with its sleek mid cut silhouette. It's designed to enhance speed and power on the court. The multi piece upper construction delivers high energy return for players of all levels. Whether you're a seasoned pro or just starting out, the Coco CG1 empowers you to dominate the game. Learn more and purchase the Coco CG1 at newbalance.com. It's the final major of the year. Welcome to TC Live at the U.S. Open, presented by Evian. F. Scott Fitzgerald said the city scene from the bridge is always the city scene for the first time. In its first wild promise of all the mystery and beauty in the world. But who will cross over and who will have today be their final stop? That is the mystery we solve on day three of the U.S. Open. Here's what's coming up over the next two hours. The latest twist for defending champion Emma Raducanu. After a year under the spotlight, she can now move on with the target off her back. Plus, center stage has been cleared for Serena Williams. The greatest of all time continues her quest for a 24th major title. And look who's back, back again. After knocking out Taylor Fritz in the first round, qualifier Brandon Holt is actually favored to win his second rounder, all to the delight of our friend Tracy Austin, his mama. Let's look at the lineup on day three. Today's featured matches on Arthur Ashe, spanning the generations. From former champions Andy Murray and Daniil Medvedev to teenage star Coco Goff, then it is the ultimate legend Serena Williams looking to shine under our sport's brightest lights once again. Come on in. Two hours to get you ready every morning for first ball at the U.S. Open. Steve Weissman back with my friends from 60 Minutes, John Wertheim, Canadian superstar Jeannie Bouchard, and coaching legend. Paul Anacone, great to be back. That's a lot of build-up with That's everybody. Nice. Well, <laughs> I thought Radicon had a lot of pressure, man. The target tight. is on your back. That's a little you got, rough. Hypes us up a lot. Got to get it going this morning. Uh, the, the top story in New York, it remains the same. It is Serena Williams. We do know that Zendaya, she is going to be in the stands watching the match tonight. But Jeannie, will the euphoria continue for the 23-time major champ? Look, I'm just happy that the retirement drama is. We've talked about it. It's kind of to the side now, and hopefully we can just focus on the tennis, and the tennis has been good. And I feel like I kind of called her just winning one match here at this U.S. Open, but based on what I saw in that first match, I think she can do it tonight. Kind of had this weird pivot, didn't we? Where first this was all about the send-off and the celebration, and now it's like, wait a second. This is a, a six-time champion who looked pretty good in her first match. She could do some real damage on this event. We've now moved to the tennis phase of the story. Yeah, it's a great one to think about because obviously we weren't sure what we were going to see. Serena hasn't played much, didn't play well in, in Cincinnati. So for her to come in with everything that's going on and play so well in her first match is really encouraging little bit difficult, more difficult tonight against Contivate, mm-hmm. I believe. But Contivate hasn't been tearing it up lately right. either. So good opportunity for Serena. Contivate, the two seed in the draw. We'll have much more on Serena, who, by the way, has won 17 of her major titles since Andy Roddick won his 2003 at the U.S. Open. And our guy, Whoa. Roddick, celebrated his 40th birthday yesterday. And right before we ended the show, Jeannie found on Twitter this tweet from his wife, Brooklyn Decker. 
I am so happy I found this so we oh. could share this with the world. <laughs> <laughs> That's good that. work, Gene. Andy, this is why you get married, for your wife to remember you like this. Look at the young oh, stuff. Look at that. That's a vicious look right there. We had smoldering. <laughs> that I would call that, right? Yeah, that <laughs> <is> smoldering. <laughs> look at no, that. Uh, no shirt, no service. I'll um, tell you what. <laughs> yeah. Jaden like Smith would say, this is what you call an icon living. I mean, <laughs> look, look, at, look at Andy Roddick there, just styling and profiling. Those are some gems. That was yesterday. Right? It was yeah. yesterday, yeah, the big 4-0. Here, we're so he could actually watch us looking I, at these pictures. He right would now. have great right. comments. We need his commentary for that as well. Uh, that, that sets the bar pretty high for the show. So we're going <laughs> to yeah, have to live up to that. <laughs> yeah, right? Once between you, that and your introductions, I don't know where we're going from there. <laughs> I don't know, but this is where we're going on TC Live over the next two hours. A lot to get to today. We are talking about all the big matches on day three. The Evian Americans in action. They're trying to be like Andy and win the U.S. Open. Speaking of icons, Prakash Worldwide back with more fire content. And my friends, Paul, Jeannie, and John with more upset picks on the way. But first, day two filled with thrills and spills. Which major champ survived and who was sent packing? We've got all the highlights on the way. Don't go anywhere. Jeannie, John, Paul, and Steve back on TC Live presented by Evian. A reminder, Tennis Plays for Peace is an initiative to bring the tennis community and fans together to support relief efforts for the war in Ukraine through the Global Giving's Ukraine Crisis Relief Fund. To learn more, please go to globalgiving.org slash US Open. Time now to get caught up on the night session highlights from Tuesday. We got two-time US Open champ Naomi Osaka facing American Daniel Collins, John. The level of this match was almost like a final. Yeah, that, that first set is as good a set of tennis as I can recall seeing in a long time. We all started this match, and you know what? It lived up. Uh, Osaka, three love to start, and then things got really tight. Daniel Collins, you can see fist pumps equals good tennis, and we saw a lot of fist pumps for her. A little luck didn't hurt either. That was deep in a first set tiebreaker. Danielle Collins had lost three straight matches coming in, so this was a tough first assignation for her, and you know what? She absolutely lived up to it. Great fighting, great battling. She did what she often does, which is make life inconvenient. Look at that nice hand to pick that off. There's a fist pump for you. She had 68% of her second serve points won, and that included nine double faults. But she closed this out after midnight. That is a big win, an upset despite what the seedings would say, I would say. I'm still thinking about assignation and, and what that means. Yeah, you guys uh, <laughs> work, man. My head's spinning already. Osaka has not made it past the third round of a major since winning the Australian Open in 2021. Defending U.S. Open champ Emma Raducanu, just four years old when Alize Cornet started her record streak of consecutive major appearances. Jeannie, I called you out for that bad upset pick yesterday. No uh, way. But you called this one. Yes, my upset pick won, so my Tennis Channel career lives to see another day. <laughs> um, Cornet loves being the underdog. She's pulled some huge upsets this year, which we will get to later. But last night, she was so solid. She was counterpunching Raducanu's deep, hard shots and then threw in a lot of variety as well. Uh, There's some great defense. She was moving all over the court, very pumped up. She was doing some amazing drop shots as well that Raducanu just didn't even have a chance to get to. And... Uh, you know, just such great tennis. Raducanu didn't play poorly, but I felt she tried to hang in the rallies too much with Cornet, which um, you're just not going to win that rally. I felt like she had to, you know, move forward a little more to try to finish off the point. But and his defense was just amazing. 
What a year it's been for the Frenchwoman who talked about retirement Quit. multiple times. Uh, six top ten win of the year. Said, I, I guess I'm getting old, more mature. It shows in my results. Better late than never. And how about this? At the majors, every single one this year, she has defeated a Grand Slam champion. Two in Australia and knocks off the defending champ at the U.S. Open. Incredible stuff. As for Raducanu, she will now drop out of the top 75. Obviously, really disappointing. You know, really sad to, to leave here. It's probably my favorite tournament. Um, but also, I mean, in a way, happy because it's a clean slate. Um, you know, I, I'm going to drop down the rankings, climb my way back up. And, uh, yeah, I mean, I think in a way the target will be off my back slightly. And, uh, yeah, I just have, have another chance to kind of claw my way back up there. So... Well, she says the target will slightly be off her back. John, what do you think? I think athletes are very good by necessity of, of telling themselves stories that, that, fit, uh, that, that sort of fit, fit the plot. Um, I suspect she would have preferred to have won than lost. I, I don't know. You guys tell me. Does, does the target leave your back if you were a former U.S. Open champ versus a defending U.S. Open champ? It seems maybe a little thin, but I'll yeah, refer to the experts. Yeah, look, we talked about it off camera. I, I don't believe in that. You know, I, I believe for every athlete, that's where you get yourself in trouble. And I think it's the coach's job and the team's job around them. What's happened's happened. You're not defending anything. You're trying to create and grow and add more things to it. So as soon as an athlete starts thinking, I've got to defend, or my points are coming off, or I'm this close to top 10 or top 5, or not, that's when all the trouble mm -hmm. starts. Mm -hmm. And when you're a teenager and you get in that situation, I think you really have to be careful if you're around them to make sure it's like, you did great. That's awesome. That's great. We, we enjoyed that. Now we're building again. We're building. This week we're building. Next week they're building. And so I think in a weird way, this will help her because her mindset is that, what I talked about, unfortunately. So she will relieve some pressure. But let's remember, she's so young. Yeah. It's, it's really, to me, it's irrelevant. She started off great. She's going to be a great player. There's bumps in the road. It was a tough day yesterday. But that's okay. Life goes on. Yeah, I fully agree. As a player, I never myself bought into this idea of defending because I'm like, well, I could do well at the tournament the week before or the week after. Why do I necessarily have to, you know, recreate these exact points from this tournament a year ago? And just listening to her press conference, she mentioned that she felt happy. And I think that just shows how much pressure and how much of a target on her back that she did feel because she literally feels a sigh of relief right. mm. that she doesn't have to play any more matches and continue dealing with this burden on her shoulder. So that's uh, unfortunate to hear. She said she's going to play some 250s the rest of the way this year, build that ranking back up. Just By the way, play, just play. Just play it's matches. fine. Yeah. Are long. If, uh, if Harriet Dart wins her next match, she's going to be I the British number one over Emma Raducanu. On the men's side, Rafa Nadal taking the court. Who? Under the lights. Looking for that fifth title in New York against the Aussie wildcard, Paul, Rinky Hichikado, and uh, the former UNC Tar Heel did not play like a rinky-dink opponent. I, I just wanted to be able to say that name once today. So my goal has been achieved. Rinky Hichikata, I tell you what, he started off with some great tennis, 6-4 in the first set. But we've seen this Rafa before. We've seen him a little bit choppy at the beginning of a match. But boy, does this guy know how to turn it into overdrive? Does he know how to start anew after a set is over? And that's exactly what he did after that first set got more offensive, dictating from the back of the court. And then the steamrolling started. 6-2, 6-3 here on match point. Just a little magic to finish. The guy's amazing. And the more he plays, folks, the better he's going to get at the U.S. Open. So be careful, men, in the draw.
Gets Fabio Fonini next. Uh oh, they had a big beat one, didn't they, two years ago? Seven years ago. Ooh. Came back from two sets down. 19-year-old Carlos Alcaraz, he was ranked 55 in the world when he reached the quarterfinals last year here. Has a chance, Paul, to get to number one over the next couple weeks. Steve, but this kid is so talented that he asked for shade to go on his side of the court so he wouldn't get as hot, and he got that wish. This was great tennis. Baez is a terrific up-and-comer, better on the clay courts, as John told us about yesterday, but he's been dominant on the Challenger Tour. Well, this is a different level. Look at Alcaraz, comfortable coming forward, comfortable finishing at the net, and how about the defense here. Throws up a great lob. Look at the athleticism from Baez. Two tremendous athletes out on the court, but Akras with too much firepower. Instead of the normal shot, Steve, he will go with the shot I don't love, the tweener. But that's okay. When you hit it that well, you can do it. Carlos is a human highlight reel. Has great wheels, great shots, and also able to finish at the net, which I talked about already. And he's getting cooler on the backhand side of the court, so he has the shade to move over there so he can get a winner in the sun and get a suntan, which worked really well. This kid is just amazing. I mean, he's just so much fun to watch. Unfortunately for Baez, there was uh, some leg issues as the match went on. I couldn't figure out, guys, if it was cramped or he got hurt. He was cramping. cramping. The official word is a leg injury, but okay. he was cramping. That guy, look out for Alcaraz, folks. He is, uh, this guy is something special. Carlitos on his way. Back to the women, Queen V. Uh, when Venus Williams made her major debut in 1997, 58 of the women in this year's draw hadn't been born. Allison Van Utvang, Jeannie, was just three years old. That's an insane stat, Steve. <laughs> Look, I'm a forever Venus fan, so every time she steps on the court, I just feel privileged to watch. For age 42, she's playing great tennis. But I just feel like it's getting harder and harder for her to compete with the younger players. Van Utvang is a good player, very crafty, served well in this match, won 77% of her points on first serve and I just think the movement for Venus is getting harder as the years go by but I never want her to stop playing and the crowd here didn't either so it was great to still see her out there. They were well behind Venus the entire way forced it to that tie break in the second set but could not push it to a decider. Venus now 0-4 since coming back from that one year layoff but no regrets for Queen V. I love playing here, the excitement of getting here, and the lead up is all just, it never gets old. It's so sweet. Uh, and obviously there's been some great moments for both Serena and I here that we've got to share with each other, either on the doubles court or watching the other go to victory. I can't wait for that doubles. The Williams sisters, two-time champs at the U.S. Open. When we come back, we're breaking down some of today's biggest matches, and that includes an All-American battle between two young stars. Our experts tell you if Seb Corda or Tommy Paul will be moving on. Introducing Coco Golf's signature shoe, more than just a tennis shoe. It's a fusion of 90s-inspired style and cutting-edge performance technology with its sleek mid-cut silhouette. It's designed to enhance speed and power on the court. The multi-piece upper construction delivers high-energy return for players of all levels. Whether you're a seasoned pro or just starting out, the Coco CG1 empowers you to dominate the game. Learn more and purchase the Coco CG1 at NewBalance.com. Annika and Bouchard, we're Thumb Weisman back on TC Live at the U.S. Open presented by Evian. Coverage of the U.S. Open begins every morning. Our two-hour pregame show at 9 a.m. Eastern. ESPN carries the day session at noon and the night session at 7 Eastern. More highlights from day two. 
I'm just here for the handshake. Yeah. We'll get to that, Steve. <laughs> Yelena Ostapenko, Zhang Chinwen, Jeannie. Uh, this is the U.S. Open debut for the 19-year-old from China. She set a new U.S. Open record in this match. So she played great. Both players, it was a battle out here. They both love to hit the ball back and forth. Zhang with 21 aces in this match. Most ever, all time. Whoa. Yeah, that's, that's the stat for you. Most of which Ostapenko didn't agree with the line call, <laughs> even though it is electronic line calling, just like that winner over there too. Um, very feisty and a bit dramatic on her end of the court, no. but Zhang stayed calm throughout, and then we had a very icy handshake. Ooh, ouch. That, there's no sportsmanship right there. That was unfortunate to see. Linda Bencic, Donna Vekic, you know what's up. Uh, Paul, <laughs> yeah. uh, Yannick Sinner taking on Daniel Altmaier. This, this was an epic. It really was. Altmaier is a tough player, puts the volley away here, closes in, wins that first set. But one of the things that's so impressive about Sinner is at such a young age, he has great composure. This young Italian just knows how to fight. Look at the passion in his game and look at the power in his ground strokes. Turn things around in the second set. That is just a laser to win the second set, 6-2. Goes on and wins the third set, 6-1. And you think Altmaier's going to go away. He does not. Plays a great fourth set. Look at the one-handed pass down the line. A lot of tension, but I tell you what, Sinner right at the beginning of the fifth, grabbed momentum, getting better at his ability to move forward. And look, Steve, he didn't hit a tweener. He's very professional. Very mature. This kid has all the professional boxes. <laughs> I bet he shakes hands as well. Let's, watch. Let's see if he shakes hands after Thank a Thank you very much. What a great Please. Yeah, you're welcome. Just a, there you go. <laughs> That's how you do it. Mutual respect. Do it I love it. Mutual respect. That's good. Stuff. So professional. <laughs> Look, this kid's great. He's done a great job. Darren Cahill's doing a wonderful job helping him. Um, I, I just love his composure, his power. Uh, he's going to continue to move what up you, the ranks. Contender? Absolutely. 100%. Of, of the young Italians, and I'm going to put Matteo Berrettini in there as well. I know he's a little older than Yannick Sinner and Lorenzo Musetti. Who ends up with the most majors? I think Sinner is just so put together. Some of this is just, you know, he's, he's young, certainly younger than Berrettini. But um, I think there's just, there's such a professionalism there. Plays well on a variety of surfaces. I, I like Sinner a lot. What do you think? Well, I was really impressed with Musetti's win yesterday. So I just love seeing the players grind it out. Um, fifth set, uh, it was an unbelievable tiebreak at the end. And he just kept going for his shots. And I love players that are fearless even when the stakes are high. That's how I like to play. So I like seeing that out there. Italy's got the next-gen finals. they got Milan, Turin. They've got the ATP finals. It's all going on in Italy. Uh, here's what's going on today. We are going to break down some matches, some big ones, including Madison Keys. She's taking on Camilla Giorgi, Paul. This is our, our Wilson. Break it down. Power stuff. Uh, Beautiful power brought yeah. to you by the all-new Ultra V4. I'll tell you what, we saw it against uh, Yastremska. Big power from Keys after getting down 4-1 in the first set. Did not blink, but look at the weight of shot. Just hits through the court so well. And she says these courts are incredibly quick, which is the first time I've heard that because I haven't heard any of the players say that, and I didn't think they were fast when I were there. But whatever works for Maddie, keep going with it. <laughs> I can tell you one thing. If you're on, the, on or near the court, bring a crash helmet today. There's a yeah, lot of a lot power of between her and George. There's going to be a lot of winners. Right. Over, under, seven rallies of more than five shots. Ooh, that's good. Over. Over. Okay. Five shots, you said. Right. Yeah. Yeah, over. Okay. No, but I, I can see casual fans I mean, saying. over, but right. we know what you're trying to say. The uh, <laughs> over, under, oh, over nine shots. Over, under five 
five points over nine shots. I would say about five. I would say under. Five. Okay. Yeah. I think casual fans are going to see this match and saying, oh, there, there's uh, you know, a power player against a def defensive uh, player on the other side of the net. Uh, they will see <laughs> Camilla Georgie will go toe-to-toe -to -toe with Madison Keys. I do not see a lot of long rallies in this one. Fun yeah, one. fun match. 4-2 yeah, yeah. head-to-head, Madison Keys leads, but uh, they haven't played since 2018. Uh, let's talk about your Canadian, former champion, Bianca Andreescu, taking on Beatrice Haddad Maya. What, what's going to be the biggest factor to determine this one? I think Beatrice Haddad Maya is playing the best tennis of her life right now. And so if we go by current form, she should win today. But we all know what Bianca can do, especially at the U.S. Open. It's just her form has been a little bit up and down this season. Even within a match, uh, she can be a little streaky. So I just want to see some consistency there from her. Uh, we all know what a great player she is. But Haddad Maya is a tall, big, lefty, powerful serve, big weapons. So that can be hard to play against. This will be her third set. She's... Still undefeated in games. Double bagel winner Haddad Maya was. And with BB, it's, it's been three years since Andreescu won the title here. There have been a number of bumps on the road. You get the feeling she's on the verge of a comeback. She, she comes here, she, she's unseated, but she's had some nice wins. This is a big opportunity for her. Yeah, I think Jeannie hits the nail on the head about, you know, it's one thing to be inconsistent and, and as a great player, which Bianca was on a great player trail for a while. Now she's trying to rebuild it. She's not inconsistent, but she's inconsistent also within matches. That, that makes it challenging. We, we've seen that from her, and I think it's because she hasn't played a ton. And her challenge today is going to be able to use her athleticism to kind of neutralize that power. So it's going to be a tough test. It'll be a fun, it'll be a bit of a chess match to see the, the punching and the counterpunching going on. I'm picking the Maple Leaf. I'm Ooh, going, going, right. I have going to upset. Well. <laughs> you got to go, go Maple Leaf. Going, right. going BB. We'll see what happens. Uh, we've got an All-American battle. Tommy Paul, Seb Korda. Seb leads 3-0, but Tommy Paul, there's an article in New York Magazine about him with the headline, Don't Sleep on Tommy Paul. This is why. A year of bests. Most wins in a single year. Best career major result. Three wins over the top ten to a career high. John. Who's going to take this one? We are not sleeping on Tommy Paul. No. Um, he's won a lot of matches. He's won a lot of matches in big, big venues. He likes the surface. It's going and three, three love, uh, three zero against against Corda in their head to heads. All those were from last year. But uh, no, with with Tommy Fritz uh, playing at this level, three years older than his opponent as well, I think he's got a good chance to uh, to keep going. What do you think about Tommy think, Paul in this one? I think he's playing another player who's playing the best tennis of their career right now. He's won so many matches, and you see that a lot when players win a lot of matches. They just get used to winning. They have this confidence, and they, they go on the court, and they start expecting to win. And I know how that, that's how I feel. I like to play a lot, and when I win a lot, you become it becomes almost automatic. And so at the same time, I love his mentality. He's very laid back. He's very relaxed. And with the craziness of New York and the pressure of the U.S. Open, especially as an American, I think that will serve him well. Paul, I would say don't sleep on Sebi Corda, though. Yeah, you could say that about both guys, right? And, and one of the things I like about both of them is really good composure. You know, different kind of personalities, but both composed under pressure. Um, I think Brad Stein's done an amazing job with Tommy trying to get him to understand and Tommy buying into who he is as a tennis player and his character. And he's become more offensive, more willing to come forward, use his volley skills, use that great athleticism. And he's going to have to against Seb. Seb's got more power, can do more from the back of the court. Um, so Tommy's going to have to be a little bit more creative to try to make Corda a little bit uncomfortable today. It's going to be a fun one to, mod to watch because when you see two people from the same country that are relatively young, 
there's a lot of pressure mm. internally right. and externally. So it's going to be fun to watch to see what happens over five sets. Remember, Tommy played a five-setter already. A lot of fuel taken away from that one. And Korda played four sets. So it's going to be fun. The Kardashians will be there. Both, both there sisters of yeah, yeah. Seb, there Jessica and Nelly, are there Such to chairman. athletic family. Oh, oh, legends. <laughs> All right, we're going to have our upset picks coming up later on TC Live. We'll see what happens there. TC Live at the U.S. Open, presented by Evian. We'll be right back. TC Live at the U.S. Open is brought to you in part by Tennis Express. We deliver tennis right to your front door. Order today, ships today. Welcome back. A reminder to get the U.S. Open experience delivered to your door with the U.S. Open at-home suite filled with premium and exclusive merchandise like the official on-court towel, honeydew cups, and more. Visit usopenshop.org today. Steve Weissman back with you. We all know about the grand farewell for Serena Williams, but a couple other Americans played their final singles matches in New York this year. Christina McHale and Sam Querrey are both headed off to retirement, and we wish them all the very best. After the U.S. Open, Tennis Channel's chase for the championships gets underway. Twelve weeks of action from more than 30 events. Don't miss live coverage from every ATP and WTA Tour stop, including the year-end finals, Davis Cup, and Billie Jean King Cup. It all begins Monday, September 12th. Now time for our daily Bloomberg Business Report. Time now for a special update for Tennis Channel. The company behind Snapchat is planning to lay off about 20% of the workforce, according to a report. Employees working on small applications made by third parties at Snap will be most affected by the workforce reductions. Analysts say the rounds of layoffs indicate the company's slowdown may be worse than feared. A late Tuesday court filing against Donald Trump revealed photos of top-secret documents at Mar-a-Lago. The Justice Department suggests there may have been attempts to obstruct the investigation. And in Chinese politics, President Xi Jinping appears set to win a third term in office. If he is successful, the new term would extend his presidency to 2028. And euro area inflation has increased to another record high. Consumers are paying over 9% more for goods than a year ago. This is pushing central bank members to consider a large increase in the bank's key lending rate to try to dampen price growth. From New York, Kriti Gupta with Bloomberg News. Thank you so much. Still to come on TC Live, the one and only Prakash Amitraj joins us to talk Serena and Venus. Plus, Brandon Holt, one of the Evian Americans in action. And Jeannie Bouchard plays our match point predictor game. But first, John Wertheim tells you what Daniil Medvedev must do to become the first man to defend their U.S. Open title in nearly 15 years. Back after this. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Back on TC Live at the U.S. Open, presented by Evian. The U.S. Open's 13-year drought without a successful men's title defense is the longest of any Grand Slam event in the Open era. The guy who can end it is that man, Daniil Medvedev. John Wertheim has more 
on the man who has gone from villain to hero in Gotham. Your champion, Daniil Medvedev. If 2021 marked the year Daniil Medvedev updated his status and became a major champion, 2022 has been, well, it's complicated. The good news? Medvedev reached another major final, the fourth of his career. He ascended to number one in the rankings, the first player outside the big four to top the charts in almost 20 years. The less good news? For one thing, in that major final, Medvedev lost a two sets to love lead to Rafa Nadal, a stinging defeat. He suffered a groin injury that required surgery. And his year has been further clouded by his country of origin. The week Medvedev reached number one in the rankings, Russia invaded Ukraine and launched war. While other Russian players have spoken out against this aggression, Medvedev has been conspicuously quiet. And as a Russian, Medvedev was forbidden from playing Wimbledon. On the other hand, the ATP's decision to strip the event of ranking points meant that he could reclaim the number one ranking. For a player atop the sport, Medvedev hasn't been much in the conversation, which is unfortunate. Here is a guy who has revealed himself to be a colorful and quirky personality. His strokes might be flat, his mode of being is not. I saw you at the changeover drinking something. Was that the famed Daniil Medvedev pickle juice? Pickle juice uh, is disgusting, so if you drink it, uh, you are weird, though. <laughs> Three years ago, that Medvedev announced himself to the New York crowd with this. I want all of you to know, when you sleep tonight, I won because of you. In professional wrestling, they would call that a heel turn. But by the end of the tournament, he was back in the fans' good graces, and he hasn't left. Medvedev won the last point played at the 2021 U.S. Open, taking the title thwarting Novak Djokovic's bid to win the Grand Slam. Medvedev being Medvedev, he celebrated by flopping to the court, the dead fish. Here's hoping he gets back up off the pavement, finds second life, and continues swimming onward. Well done as always, John. Oh, thanks. Uh, love that piece. And uh, listen, like the watch that he wears, Beauvais, very complicated. Daniil Medvedev, what do you expect from him in the second round match coming up today? I expect a victory. Um, uh, to me, I think he's the guy to beat in the tournament as my gutsy decision at the beginning with the predictions going with the number one seed that you guys so happily <laughs> ridiculed me for. Um, I, I just think he's the man to beat. I think he's the thinking man's player. He's, you know, the, when you watch him play, it's still really difficult to grasp a six foot six guy playing like that. I talk about it often, but. His strokes are not typical, um, and his mind is extremely extraordinary. He figures out how to make people uncomfortable. And the most important thing is in the last, I think, in the last kind of 18 months, he's really figured out how to be comfortable at the top of the game. And I think that that's really difficult to do, especially in this era with these players. So I think he's the guy to beat. 
21 and 4 at the U.S. Open, Jeannie. Well, why, why is he so dangerous on hard courts where he has more wins over the last five years than anyone? That's right. He's basically the best player on hard court over the last couple of years, like you mentioned, Steve. And I think he has such a great variety. He can run down all the balls. He can make you uncomfortable, like Paul said, mix it up, but then also can swing for the fences, which we saw a little bit in his first round. He was um, almost like slapping forehand winners. What I love the most about him is his demeanor. He's very laid back. He seems to have taken his success in stride, especially his U.S. Open win last year. So being the defending champion here doesn't seem to be affecting him at all. And so I think he can go really far. Yeah, I mean, he's made four major finals as well as being the defending champion. It's been a weird year, and I think he, he will talk to, up to a point. He'll talk about that. I mean, there's been injury. He's only won one title. That was in, in Los Cabos, not a big title. They're obviously Russia's invasion of Ukraine has complicated matters. But here he is, and I got to spend a little time with him in Midtown last week, and he seems so. You mentioned he's 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 a cool guy. He's very comfortable. We've talked too. about he's very <laughs> funny. He's self-deprecating, but you know he's he's posing for photos with everyone. He seems very comfortable with where he is. And again, this has been an absolutely chaotic year. You would not know it. We talked about Emma Raducanu and, and targets on backs and pressure. He's a defending champ as well. You do not have a sense that he's feeling burdened. Well, he's probably what the fourth sto big storyline here. I mean, you got Serena, you got Rafa, probably something else before you even think of Daniil Medvedev. Yeah, I think so. I mean, you know, he, he's a quiet defending champion, right? Um, he hasn't dominated this year, and, and he is, I think, the, the man to beat right now. We don't know what's going to happen with Rafa, except that if Rafa's around after the first weekend, he becomes the favorite. Um, he's still a little vulnerable. But Medvedev is comfortable where he is. And, and I think that that lever, level of comfort and the internal self-belief in the big moments now is something that over five sets is really tough to you know, kind of quantitatively measure. But that's the difference between quarters and semis and being champion. Right. And that's what he proved last year. He knows how to become a major champion. Much more still to get to here on TC Live. Guess who is joining us next? It's our guy. There he is. Prakash Worldwide. What surprise he's eating. Carb loading or in the gym. Is it a cheat meal day? I don't know. Either way, we're going to get a protein pick from Master P. Welcome back to TC Live at the U.S. Open, presented by Evian. Our featured matches on Arthur Ashe Stadium today have former champ Andy Murray and teenage star Coco Golf in the day session. Then it is all about Serena Williams at night, taking on the two-seed Annette Contivate. Some big names on Louis Armstrong as well. Maria Sakri, Madison Keys, Nick Kyrgios, Felix Ojealiasim, and Bianca Andreescu bring all kinds of star power. Speaking of which, last night we saw American Jack Sock take a two sets to love lead over Diego Schwartzman. Shots like this had Jack Sock doing big things. But then his back started bothering him. He did not win another game, had to retire from the match, his fourth retirement at the U.S. Open and second year in a row. Earlier, Prakash Worldwide caught up with Jack Sock. Jack Sock thinks he's all that on the damn golf course. He doesn't know who he's messing with. There's no limit NYC. This ain't Tiger Woods. This is Bengal Tiger Woods, yo. Let's go. What up? 
What's up, my guy? James Fizzle, how What's you doing? What's happening, boss? I know, that was striped. Yeah. Let's get you warming up here. Let's get All right, you should we hit a few balls? Hit a few balls. Hit a few balls. That's got to go as well. Doc, what's the game at right now? What are we looking at? Handicap. Um, handicap, I'm at a 2.4 at the moment. No, no, you really? Yeah. That could be pretty good. I mean, that almost went in the damn. Okay, <laughs> okay this guy's warm. Sock, favorite golf movie? Oh, wow. Golf movie? Happy Gilmore up there. I mean, Happy Gilmore's obviously up there. Tin Cup was great. Bagger Vance? Bagger Vance. I don't know. Happy's, happy could be tough to beat, though. That's your home! Are you too good for your home? Answer me! Playing slams like this, especially in New York, it's a whole different kind of energy here. It is. It is. Is that something you dig or you like? You prefer a little more quiet? I love it, yeah. yeah? The more energy, the more passion, the more uh, a lot of people electricity. Can't, a lot of players can't take it. No, I love it. The more energy, the better for me, yeah. Sock comes up with a point he really needed. Sock's got it! What a return! Look at that. I mean, you kept that thing. That's the, that's the little buttery cut I wanted on the first few, but. Nothing like a buttery cut. It's kind of widely accepted that you're one of the most electrifying guys to watch on a tennis court, right? I appreciate right? that. One of my favorite moments last year when you're playing Rafa in DC, and, you know, dude was giving you yeah. from the top. Yeah. And what did you do? Yeah, he was calling me washed up, so I didn't appreciate that very much, so I had to uh, set him straight a little bit. Superb game from Sock. What a great response there. I don't mind silencing a crowd if I have to, or trying to hype them up as well if they're on your side, either way. I didn't even see it. Oh, that's sent straight. Get over. Dream mixed doubles partner. Dream mixed doubles partner would maybe be Serena at this tournament, and her last one would be pretty epic. On her way out, on to her, the next chapter for her would be pretty sweet. See you, ball. <laughs> That's the one to end on. What's up, everyone? It's Jack Sock here, and this is No Limit New York City. That is a smooth swing on Jack Sock. And speaking of smooth, it is time to welcome in our guy, Prakash Amitraj, Prakash Worldwide, Master P No Limit. I see what you did there. <laughs> Hey, you got it. You got it. Well, I knew that wouldn't go above your head, Weissman. Well done. <laughs> uh, it's great to see you, Prakash. How are things going, and, and how much fun are you having with Prakash Worldwide? It's, it's electric over here, man. And you know what's crazy is every time I kind of, you know, ask the players, yo, you know, can you do this? I know it's a crazy time right before the Open. They're like, that sounds great. I, I, I would love to do that because they're always, you know, wanting to show different sides of their personality, and that's something that, you know, we do so great. At, at TC, so they've been they've been fired up. We got a long list of interesting things to do with uh, different players, so I, I can't wait. Prakash, the big story at the U.S. Open this year, of course, Serena Williams, her farewell, playing this tournament for the final time. You got to spend some time with her at the Taste of Tennis event. What, what's her state of mind right now? You know, it, it's it's a lot, Steve. I mean, there is so much going on right here. Uh, I mean, even at the hotel where we're all staying at, it's just, you know, it swarms of people all the time. And meanwhile, she's still trying to get a little bit of family time, you know, somehow focus on tennis. I don't even know how she's doing that. The energy at her first match was just electric. But I think her big focus is just 
trying to get through, you know, match after match. And now she's decided to play doubles with Venus, which is going to be another spectacle. But uh, all of us are just like on the edge of our seat here. It's energy like I haven't seen. Hey, you can you can feel it coming through the TV. That that match the other night was absolutely epic. Walking out with the cape. I mean, that, that that's something you would do. Uh, listen, you, you you bring up the doubles with Venus. We haven't heard Prakash what Venus what she's planning to do. What can you tell us any more about that? You know, uh, I mean, honestly, Steve, I'm not even sure what what she's planning on doing. I do know that she she wants to play a bit more. So I wouldn't be surprised if she tries to play a little bit longer. I, I've always said this, and I still think that I don't know anyone that loves tennis, the actual sport of tennis, more than Venus and, and maybe Roger. Everyone else, there are elements they love, the competitiveness and so forth. But the actual sport, I mean, Venus just loves to play, whether it's singles, doubles, mixed. So, you know, it's kind of crazy to think she started before Serena and she might actually end after her. I mean, 94 is when she played her, her first pro match. That, that's almost 30 years, Steve. It, it's wild how long she's been insp inspiring us. N nearly half of the draw was not even alive when she played her first Grand Slam single. Absolutely crazy stuff, Prakash. We, we can't let you go without getting a protein pick from you. And, and it's going to be your cousin, right? Ali Risk is playing today against Camilla Osorio. What, what do we got here? What's our protein pick? I like it. Well, you know what? You know, I'm a caffeine addict. So to see her there, got a nice little venti-sized caffeine going in. That probably means she's all lit up, ready to go today. And you know what? I just I just really like the way she's been playing. A couple of round of 16s coming in in Canada, Cincinnati, in good form. She looked great in that first round against one of the best upcoming U.S. players. So, um, you know, I, I like the way she's feeling. I think Sissy and Law is going to move on <laughs> into the third round. Sissy and Law, Ali Risk, what we're pulling for as well. It's always great to see you, Prakash. We look forward to more No Limit NYC Prakash Worldwide Productions. Great seeing you, my guy. I'll see you soon in person. <laughs> All right, take it easy, Prakash. Absolutely killing it in the city right now. A reminder, download the U.S. Open app to follow your favorite players, track the latest scores, stats, match highlights, player news, and much more. It's available in the App Store and Google Play Store. Back after this. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Back on TC Live, our Cadillac player arrivals. There is Jensen Brooksby making his way on set, the young American Looking to do big things, maybe get to round three. Coco Golf had 34 winners in the first round. Cool, calm, that's a Jeannie, that's a big bag, right? Two big bags. He has a lot of equipment in there. So, <laughs> Carrying them herself, though. Yeah, right? About tennis, right? 18-year-olds take care of her own bags. Nobody carries her bags. And then big bags. Props to our guy, Chris Eubanks, coming off his first main draw win at a major. He's at a new career high in the live rankings, Paul. Gonna love it. Qualified. Bringing his, bringing his A game. A lot of power, a lot of talent. Great to see Chris get that first win. Talk about talent. How about these four? Wow. <laughs> I mean, Serena Williams joined the group.
that you see on your screen, women to win major matches in their teens, 20s, 30s, and 40s. That's, uh, John, that's, that's wild. I mean, put this in perspective. How about some extra tip of the cap to Venus Williams? who I think was 14, 1994, she won her first match. So uh, that is, you know, it's almost 30 years of winning matches, but uh, that's really special. This is, uh, they say, sport of a lifetime. There's, uh, there's more evidence. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Martina, by the way, our own Martina Navratilova, was like two weeks away from doing that in her 50s, 50s yeah. as well. Teenagers to, to 50. That would be so insane. Yeah. I, I can tell you now I'm not doing that. <laughs> right. You're going to hang it up before 20, then. 25 years from now, we're yeah. looking for you. I'm good, guys. <laughs> Let's talk Serena, because she's got a big match coming up tonight. Jeannie, after what we saw in, in her two previous matches, before the one against Donka Kovinich, she had lost to Belinda Bencic, Emma Raducanu. So how impressed were you with this performance, the way she moved, the way she played? The turnaround from her previous couple matches in Toronto and Cincinnati was really impressive. For me, the biggest component was her movement. She was able to get in and out of the corners with more ease than we've seen recently and able to defend and actually neutralize big shots from her opponents to then play aggressively, which is how she likes to play. So uh, I love seeing that from her. Her serve was still there, which is you know, was her biggest weapon. So that hasn't changed at all, but the movement dramatically improved. Yeah, and look, the, the more she plays, the more comfortable she's going to get. I, I think that that's a a huge sign for her to get through this first hurdle because there's so much else going on, which makes it really challenging. I think it's a different task today, right? It's going to be it's going to be a different match for her. Contivate two in the world. She's got six titles. You know, the thing about Contivate, mm. which is interesting, she's never gotten past a quarter of a major. Mm. So that that's there's something about that that maybe the big moment and her haven't meshed yet. And there's yep. not going to be many bigger moments than what she's facing and this today. is her 30th major. So it's, it's not like this was a fresh young player. Here, here's a crazy stat for you, speaking of Contivate. Number two in the seedings, she wasn't even the top Estonian with the odds makers. That was Kaya Kanepi, yeah. which goes to the point that this is a player wow. who's seeded number two. But a lot of those points came from late last year. She's had COVID, and she's talked very openly about her difficulties there. I, you know, I mean, let's not get ahead of ourselves, but this is a winnable match, I think, for Serena Williams. And I also just think for, for Annette Contamate, she's seated number two. She's never been in a context like this. And, I mean, the, the idea of playing in front of 23,000 fans who are all rooting for the opponent with history at stake, I mean, that's, that's a lot to process, even for a player that high in the rankings. Yeah, and a lot of her points came from small tournaments, especially indoor ones as well. She likes to play fast. I've played against her before, and, and she likes to play quick tennis. And with the courts here being slow as we think they are, I think that'll also be something that will favor Serena a little bit more. And the moment, like you said, she's made one quarterfinal. I don't even know how you, how can you be two in the world without having made a quarterfinal in, in the past year. Indoor point hall. Yeah, <laughs> so, um, you know, the big stage will be um, – Big for her. That, that's, that's a wild set, too. The Kanepi thing, I mean, that, that's nuts. Uh, from, from what you've seen and how well Serena played in her first match, and from what you're hearing from, from all of your sources, you're, you're our intrepid Tennis Channel insider, John, what are the chances that Serena doesn't stop playing after the U.S. Open? Yeah, and she's she's left that door open a little. I mean, I think some of it depends on the results and how this goes here. I think anyone with sort of a, the sense of theater and poetry knows that closing out at your home major, probably in the doubles with Venus, is a great way to end this. But, you know, it's a really tough decision for athletes, and I don't envy this at all. I mean, it's a really hard choice to make that transition. I don't know. I mean, could Serena, in theory, 
go. I mean, there's, there's a financial component to this. There are all sorts of, um, you know, if, if the right invitation came up, I think it would be a little bit hard once you have a ceremony like that to say, nah, I'll be back next year. But, but I, think, I think it gives you some <laughs> You can do whatever you want, right? Whether, whether it's Serena's savvy or whether it's just the absolute difficulty. This must be excruciating. She's very much left that door open. So yes. we'll, we'll see. I, I think these results these next few days will determine that. Yeah, I think it's interesting. I think for me, with all the players, the legends of every sport that I look up to, I always try to give them a, a little latitude. They should decide however they want to do it, you know, right. whatever suits. I think it's challenging for Serena because she's in such an exciting part of her life. Her personal life is so amazing right now, her family life, her motherhood, all this stuff. And, and you know, as great as she's been, she hasn't played a ton and she hasn't won a ton lately. So that, as a competitor, that's probably tough for her as well. I, I just remember when Pete Sampras was trying to decide whether or not he was going to stop. He won the U.S. Open. Okay, so to me, I don't know how you win the U.S. Open and go, okay, I'm done. That right. I don't understand. What a way to right. go. Yeah, <laughs> I, don't, I don't understand how you can not, how you can stop after that. But for Serena, I think because she hasn't had as much time to play as much as she wants or win as much as she wants and combine that with the joy of her outside life, I think she feels it. But you guys hit the nail on the head. If she wins some matches here and makes herself a good run, Why am I leaving? as competitive as she is, going to be tough, I think. I think she left the door open for a little bit of excitement and drama in a good sense. You know, Serena is, uh, is out there. Just you can see it with the ceremony from the other night. It's uh, and her outfit and everything. She is uh, a queen of, of just flamboyant, um, you know, events and, and things in the world. But I think it's it, she'll be done with this because, um, you know, you can't have a ceremony like that and just. <laughs> 2023, I'll be back. <laughs> maybe, or, or maybe we'll see her in Australia or something like that. Who knows? Uh, either way, I cannot wait for the walkout tonight. See what Serena is wearing. Is it the same cape? Is it the same shoes? It has to be the same outfit. Same outfit. Okay. That's my bet. All right. This is back in 2014. Last U.S. Open title for Serena with Martina and Chrissy. That was number six. And we get number seven, which would equal 24. Back after this. Cadillac player arrivals continue. There is the 2017 runner. Oh, Bjorn Fertangelo. They're playing mixed doubles. That's Maddie Keys, by the way, if you didn't read the screen. But her boyfriend, Bjorn, they, they got into the mixed ups. Who's taking the overheads? Sevi Korda. First career U.S. Open win coming off of that. He will play Tommy Paul later today. He's carrying his own bags. Two very large bags. Most of us do do that, Steve. I know. I just think it's cool that tennis players, you know, there's no caddies. There's no, you're on your own. Giving you props. Tennis players are the best in the world. Uh, Evian, American men in action today. B. Holt, Tracy Austin's son, going for another win. Can he make the third round? The former USC Trojan, Emilio Nava, got a wild card, taking on Andy Murray, J.J. Wolf, and then, of course, the one that we mentioned before, Ellie Mandlick. Her mom, U.S. Open titleist, Shelby Rogers, Keys, Risk, Goff, and Serena. It is time for our Americans in Action segment presented by Evian. We start, Paul, with Big Foe. Francis Tiafo. he calls himself a dark horse who can do something special, get some cheeky wins on Court 17. 
Uh, that's what he did against fellow American Marcos Giron. Yeah, he sure did. And American, uh, two Americans here battling up for Francis. Very dangerous, especially if he gets into it with the crowd. So much talent. He loves playing in New York. This is a solid win. This is not an easy matchup. Marcus has been playing some terrific tennis. But Foe was just a little bit too solid in the big moments. Gets a great job done in that first set. Easy tiebreak win. Kept it going more in the second right here. Sealing it to go up six and four. And then the third set freed up a little more. Big firepower on that serve. And a lot of happiness for that man. Keep your eye on Big Foe as the tournament progresses. Nice. Hey, still look at that. A hug. Different. Different than, than Ostapenko. Uh, some other scores on the men's side. John Isner. Paul's pick to, to make it the furthest of all the American men getting through straight sets. Jensen Brooksby, I mean, just tearing it up out there. Chris Eubanks, we mentioned his first ever win at a major. Big stuff for him. Learner team. Learner team. year old learner team won, oh. won a set yesterday. Yep. Let's stop uh, Sam Query. Yep. There's Sam. The hat. Congrats, bud. He's playing doubles with uh, Stevie Johnson. Johnson. They're playing today. Yeah. Uh, happy birthday, Amanda Anasimova turns 21 today. John, but uh, unfortunately, yeah. she broke her toe in Cincinnati, took a took an injection that had more pain than than even the broken toe she said on Instagram after, and uh, could not come through against Yulia Putinseva. But either way, she can eat cake today. Yeah, not such a happy birthday, um, as you say. Anna Smova tried to play through a broken toe. I don't know if I've ever heard that's an NFL type of move right there. Putinseva, tough. a tough player. She's sort of in that, that 25 to 40 range for a long, long time. A, a battler. And Amanda Anasimova at full health, I would say would be a real contender, possibly even to win this tournament, but she clearly was not at full health. And this was, uh, she said she was happy with herself that she gave herself that opportunity, pleased that she played through it, but she was clearly compromised and went down in straight sets. She can have some honeydews today. There's 21 today. It's a, it's a big day for Amanda. A lot of positives. A lot of positives. Right? Uh, Jeannie, the last American to win the U.S. Open, Sloan Stevens, needed a little comeback against Greet Minnan. She did. Greetman totally dominated the first set, but as the second set went on, Sloan started stepping in a little bit more, trying to control the point. We know she's great at defending and counterpunching, but I feel like she's so effective when she steps into the court and starts actually hurting her opponents. Um, she likes to hang behind the baseline sometimes, and you can see she did that here, but then was able to quickly transition and use her angle and use her big, powerful forehand. I love to see her run around the forehand Another one here and just smacking it. So much power in that thing. And I think that's the way Sloan's got to play. Is that top five forehand women's, women's game? For sure. Mm, top three, top two? Top three. Top three. All right. Let me think about the others, but I'll give you a top three right top off the bat. 3.6. <laughs> I don't know who's getting half of a forehand. That sounds good. Uh, other results on the women's side. Jesse Pagula, top-ranked American in the world. No issues at all coming on through. Taylor Townsend, three sets, could not make it. Sophia Kennan goes down. So does Ashlyn Kruger, Bernarda Pera. But uh, Lauren Davis coming through in three. Nice win for Lauren Davis. This is the uh, entryway into the Players' Lounge. They're all coming in. We're getting close to first ball on day three. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need a fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. 
For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Jeannie, John, Paul, and Steve back on TC Live, presented by Evian. A reminder, Tennis Plays for Peace is an initiative to bring the tennis community and fans together to support relief efforts for the war in Ukraine through the Global Giving's Ukraine Crisis Relief Fund. To learn more, please go to globalgiving.org slash US Open. Time now to get caught up on the night session highlights from Tuesday. We got two-time U.S. Open champ Naomi Osaka facing American Danielle Collins, John. The level of this match was almost like a final. Yeah, that, that first set is as good a set of tennis as I can recall seeing in a long time. We all started this match, and you know what? It lived up. Uh, Osaka, three love to start, and then things got really tight. Danielle Collins, you can see... Fist pumps equals good tennis, and we saw a lot of fist pumps for her. A little luck didn't hurt either. That was deep in a first set tiebreaker. Danielle Collins had lost three straight matches coming in, so this was a tough first assignation for her, and you know what? She absolutely lived up to it. Great fighting, great battling. She did what she often does, which is make life inconvenient. Look at that nice hand to pick that off. There's a fist pump for you. She had 68% of her second serve points won, and that included nine double faults. But she closed this out after midnight. That is a big win, an upset despite what the seedings would say, I would say. I'm still thinking about assignation and, and what that means. Yeah, you guys uh, are <laughs> worse, man. My head's spinning already. Osaka has not made it past the third round of a major since winning the Australian Open in 2021. Defending U.S. Open champ Emma Raducanu, just four years old when Alize Cornet started her record streak of consecutive major appearances. Jeannie, I called you out for that bad upset pick yesterday. No uh, way. But you called this one. Yes, my upset pick won, so my tennis channel career lives to see another day. <laughs> um, Cornet loves being the underdog. She's pulled some huge upsets this year, which we will get to later. But last night, she was so solid. She was counterpunching Raducanu's deep, hard shots and then threw in a lot of variety as well. Uh, There's some great defense. She was moving all over the court, very pumped up. She was doing some amazing drop shots as well that Raducanu just didn't even have a chance to get to. And... Uh, you know, just such great tennis. Raducanu didn't play poorly, but I felt she tried to hang in the rallies too much with Cornet, which um, you're just not going to win that rally. I felt like she had to, you know, move forward a little more to try to finish off the point. But tennis defense was just amazing. What a year it's been for the Frenchwoman, who talked about retirement Quit. multiple times. Uh, six top ten win of the year. Said, I, I guess I'm getting old, more mature. It shows in my results. Better late than never. And how about this? At the majors... Every single one this year, she has defeated a Grand Slam champion. Two in Australia and knocks off the defending champ at the U.S. Open. Incredible stuff. As for Raducanu, she will now drop out of the top 75. Obviously, really disappointing. You know, really sad to, to leave here. It's probably my favorite tournament. Um, but also, I mean, in a way, happy because it's a clean slate. Um, you know, I, I'm going to drop down the rankings, climb my way back up. And, uh, yeah, I mean, I think in a way the target will be off my back slightly. And, uh, yeah, I just have, have another chance to kind of claw my way back up there. So, Well, she says the target will slightly be off her back, John. What do you think? I think athletes are very good by necessity of, of telling themselves stories that, that, fit, uh, that, that sort of fit, fit the plot. Um, I suspect she would have preferred to have won than lost. I, I don't know. You guys tell me. Does, 
Does the target leave your back if you are a former U.S. Open champ versus a defending U.S. Open champ? It seems maybe a little thin, but I'll yeah, defer to the yeah, experts. Yeah, look, we talked about it off camera. I, I don't believe in that. You know, I, I believe for every athlete, that's where you get yourself in trouble. And I think it's the coach's job and the team's job around them. What's happened's happened. You're not defending anything. You're trying to create and grow and add more things to it. So as soon as an athlete starts thinking, I've got to defend, or my points are coming off, or I'm this close to top 10 or top 5, or not, that's when all the trouble mm -hmm. starts. Mm -hmm. And when you're a teenager and you get in that situation, I think you really have to be careful if you're around them to make sure it's like, you did great. That's awesome. That's great. We, we enjoyed that. Now we're building again. We're building. This week we're building. Next week they're building. And so I think in a weird way, this will help her because her mindset is that, what I talked about, unfortunately. So she will relieve some pressure. But let's remember, she's so young. Yeah. It's really, to me, it's irrelevant. She started off great. She's going to be a great player. There's bumps in the road. It was a tough day yesterday. That's okay. Life goes on. Yeah, I fully agree. As a player, I never myself bought into this idea of defending because I'm like, well, I could do well at the tournament the week before, the week after. Why do I necessarily have to, you know, recreate these exact points from this tournament a year ago? And just listening to her press conference, she mentioned that she felt happy. And I think that just shows how much pressure and how much of a target on her back that she did feel because she literally feels a sigh of relief right. mm. that she doesn't have to play any more matches and continue dealing with this burden on her shoulder. So that's uh, unfortunate to hear. She said she's going to play some 250s the rest of the way this year. Build that ranking back up. Just By the way, play, just play. Just play it's matches. fine. Yeah. Ribs it, are long. If, uh, if Harriet Dart wins her next match, she's going to be I the British number one over Emma Raducanu. On the men's side, Rafa Nadal taking the court. Who? Under the lights. Looking for that fifth title in New York against the Aussie wildcard called Rinky Hitchikado and uh, the former UNC Tar Heel did not play like a rinky dink opponent. I, I just wanted to be able to say that name once today. So my goal has been achieved. Rinky Hitchikata. I tell you what he started off with some great tennis 6-4 in the first set. But we've seen this Rafa before. We've seen him a little bit choppy at the beginning of a match. But boy does this guy know how to turn it into overdrive. Does he know how to start anew after a set is over. And that's exactly what he did after that first set got more offensive dictating from the back of the court and then the steamrolling started 6-2-6-3 here on match point just a little magic to finish the guy's amazing and the more he plays folks the better he's going to get at the U.S. Open so be careful men in the draw it's Fabio Fonini next uh oh they had a big beat one didn't they two years ago Open. seven years ago came Ooh. back from two sets down 19-year-old Carlos Alcaraz, he was ranked 55 in the world when he reached the quarterfinals last year here, has a chance, Paul, to get to number one over the next couple weeks. Steve, but this kid is so talented that he asked for shade to go on his side of the court <laughs> so he wouldn't get as hot, and he got that wish. This was great tennis. Baez is a terrific up-and-comer, better on the clay courts, as John told us about yesterday, but he's been dominant on the Challenger Tour. Well, this is a different level. Look at Alcaraz, comfortable coming forward, comfortable finishing at the net, and how about the defense here throws up a great lob look at the athleticism from Baez two tremendous athletes out on the court but Akras with too much firepower instead of the normal shot Steve he will go with the shot I don't love the tweener but that's okay when you hit it that well you can do it Carlos is a human highlight reel has great wheels great shots and also able to finish at the net which I talked about already and he's getting cooler on the backhand side of the court so he has the shade to move over there so he can get a winner in the sun and get a suntan, which worked really well. This kid is just amazing. I mean, he's just so much fun to watch.
watch. Unfortunately for Baez, there was uh, some leg issues as the match went on. I couldn't figure out, guys, if it was cramped or he got hurt. He was cramping. cramping. The official word is a leg injury, but okay. he was cramping. That guy, look out for Alcaraz, folks. He is, uh, this guy is something special. Carlitos on his way. Back to the women, Queen V. Uh, when Venus Williams made her major debut in 1997, 58 of the women in this year's draw hadn't been born. Allison Van Utvang, Jeannie, was just three years old. That's an insane stat, Steve. <laughs> Look, I'm a forever Venus fan, so every time she steps on the court, I just feel privileged to watch. For age 42, she's playing great tennis. But I just feel like it's getting harder and harder for her to compete with the younger players. And you think is a good player, very crafty, served well in this match, won 77% of her points on first serve. And I just think the movement for Venus is getting harder as the years go by. But I never want her to stop playing, and the crowd here didn't either. So it was great to still see her out there. They were well behind Venus the entire way, forced it to that tie break in the second set, but could not push it to a decider. Venus now 0-4 since coming back from that one-year layoff. But no regrets for Queen V. I love playing here, the excitement of getting here, and the lead up is all just, it never gets old. It's so sweet. Uh, and obviously there's been some great moments for both Serena and I here that we've got to share with each other, either on the doubles court or watching the other go to victory. I can't wait for that doubles. The Williams sisters, two-time champs at the U.S. Open. When we come back, we're breaking down some of today's biggest matches, and that includes an All-American battle between two young stars. Our experts tell you if Seb Corda or Tommy Paul will be moving on. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Annika and Bouchard, we're Thom Weisman back on TC Live at the U.S. Open presented by Evian. Coverage of the U.S. Open begins every morning. Our two-hour pregame show at 9 a.m. Eastern. ESPN carries the day session at noon and the night session at 7 Eastern. More highlights from day two. I'm just here for the handshake. Yeah. We'll get to that, Steve. Yelena Ostapenko, <laughs> Zhang Chinwen, Jeannie. Uh, this is the U.S. Open debut for the 19-year-old from China. She set a new U.S. Open record in this match. So she played great. Both players, it was a battle out here. They both love to hit the ball back and forth. Zhang with 21 aces in this match. Most Whoa. ever. All time. Whoa. Yeah, that's, that's the stat for you. Most of which Ostapenko didn't agree with the line call, <laughs> even though it is electronic line calling, just like that winner over there, too. Um, very feisty and a bit dramatic on her end of the court. No. But Zhang stayed calm throughout. And then we had a very icy handshake. Ooh, ouch. That, there's no sportsmanship right there. That was unfortunate to see. Linda Bencic, Donna Vekic, you know what's up. Uh, Paul, <laughs> yeah. uh, Yannick Sinner taking on Daniel Altmaier. This, this was an epic. It really was. is a tough player, puts the volley away here, closes in, wins that first set. But one of the things that's so impressive about Sinner is at such a young age, he has great composure. This young Italian just knows how to fight. Look at the passion in his game and look at the power in his ground strokes. Turn things around in the second set. That is just a laser 
to win the second set, 6-2. Goes on and wins the third set, 6-1. And you think Altmaier's going to go away. He does not. Plays a great fourth set. Look at the one-handed pass down the line. A lot of tension, but I tell you what, Sinner right at the beginning of the fifth, grabbed momentum, getting better at his ability to move forward. And look, Steve, he didn't hit a tweener. He's very professional. Very mature. This kid has all the professional boxes. <laughs> I bet he shakes hands as well. Let's, yeah. watch. Let's see if he shakes hands after Thank you very much. What a great Please. Yeah, You're just welcome. A, just a, there you go. <laughs> That's how you do it. Mutual respect. I love it. Mutual respect. That's good. That's great stuff. So professional. <laughs> Look, this kid's great. He's done a great job. Darren Cahill's doing a wonderful job helping him. Um, I, I just love his composure, his power. Uh, he's going to continue to move what up you, the ranks. Contender? Absolutely. 100%. Of, of the young Italians, and I'm going to put Matteo Berrettini in there as well. I know he's a little older than Yannick Sinner and Lorenzo Musetti. Who ends up with the most majors? I think Sinner is just so put together. Some of this is just, you know, he's, he's young, certainly younger than Berrettini. But um, I think there's just there's such a professionalism there. Plays well on a variety of surfaces. I, I like Sinner a lot. What do you think? Well, I was really impressed with Musetti's win yesterday. So I just love seeing the players grind it out. Um, fifth set, uh, it was an unbelievable tiebreak at the end. And he just kept going for his shots. And I love players that are fearless even when the stakes are high. That's how I like to play. So I like seeing that out there. Italy's got the next-gen finals. they got Milan, oh. Turin. They've got the ATP finals. Hot it's all going on Hot spot, yeah. in, in Italy. Uh, here's what's going on today. We are going to break down some matches, some big ones, including Madison Keys. She's taking on Camilla Georgie, Paul. This is our, our Wilson. Break it down. Power stuff. Uh, Beautiful power brought yeah. to you by the all-new Ultra V4. I'll tell you what, we saw it against Yastremska. Uh, Big power from Keys after getting down 4-1 in the first set. Did not blink, but look at the weight of shot. Just hits through the court so well. And she says these courts are incredibly quick, which is the first time I've heard that because I haven't heard any of the players say that, and I didn't think they were fast when I were there. But whatever works for Maddie, keep going with it. <laughs> I can tell you one thing. If you're on, the, on or near the court, bring a crash helmet today. There's a yeah, lot of a lot power of between yeah. her and George. There's going to be a lot of winners. Right. Over, under, seven rallies of more than five shots. Ooh, that's good. Over. Over. Okay. Five shots, you said. Right. Yeah. Yeah, over. Okay. No, but I, I can see casual fans I mean, saying. over, but right. we know what you're trying to say. The uh, <laughs> over, under, oh, over nine shots. Over, under five. Five points over nine shots. I would say about five. Ooh, I would say under. Five. Okay. I, yeah. I think casual fans are going to see this match and saying, oh, there, there's a, you know, a power player against a def defensive uh, player on the other side of the net. Uh, they will see <laughs> Camilla Georgie will go toe-to-toe -to -toe with Madison Keys. I do not see a lot of long rallies in this one. Fun yeah, one. fun match. 4-2 yeah, yeah. head-to-head, Madison Keys leads, but uh, they haven't played since 2018. Uh, let's talk about your Canadian, former champion, Bianca Andreescu, taking on Beatrice Haddad Maya. What, what's going to be the biggest factor to determine this one? I think Beatrice Haddad Maya is playing the best tennis of her life right now. And so if we go by current form, she should win today. But we all know what Bianca can do, especially at the U.S. Open. It's just her form has been a little bit up and down this season. Even within a match, uh, she can be a little streaky. So I just want to see some consistency there from her. Uh, we all know what a great player she is. But Haddad Maya is a tall, big, lefty, powerful serve, big weapons. So that can be hard to play against. This will be her third set. She's... Still undefeated in games. Double bagel winner Haddad Maya was. And with BB, it's, it's been three years since Andreescu won the title here. There have been a number of bumps on the road. You get the feeling she's on the verge 
of a comeback. She, she comes here, she, she's unseated, but she's had some nice wins. This is a big opportunity for her. Yeah, I think Jeannie hits the nail on the head about, you know, it's one thing to be inconsistent and, and as a great player, which Bianca was on a great player trail for a while. Now she's trying to rebuild it. She's not inconsistent, but she's inconsistent also within matches. That that makes it challenging. We, we've seen that from her, and I think it's because she hasn't played a ton. And her challenge today is going to be able to use her athleticism to kind of neutralize that power. So it's going to be a tough test. It'll be a fun, it'll be a bit of a chess match to see the, the punching and the counterpunching going on. I'm picking the Maple Leaf. I'm Ooh, going, going, right. I have going to upset. Well. <laughs> you got to go, go Maple Leaf. Go, go and BB. We'll see what happens. Uh, we've got an All-American battle. Tommy Paul, Seb Corda. Seb leads 3-0, but Tommy Paul, there's an article in New York Magazine about him with the headline, Don't Sleep on Tommy Paul. This is why. A year of bests. Most wins in a single year. Best career major result. Three wins over the top ten to a career high. John. Who's going to take this one? We are not sleeping on Tommy Paul. No. Um, he's won a lot of matches. He's won a lot of matches in big, big venues. He likes his surface. It's going and three, three love, uh, three zero against against Court and their head to heads. All those were from last year. But uh, no, with with Tommy Fritz uh, playing at this level, three years older than his opponent as well, I think he's got a good chance to uh, to keep going. What do you think about Tommy think, Paul in this one? I think he's playing another player who's playing the best tennis of their career right now. He's won so many matches, and you see that a lot when players win a lot of matches. They just get used to winning. They have this confidence, and they, they go on the court, and they start expecting to win. And I know how that, that's how I feel. I like to play a lot, and when I win a lot, you become – it becomes almost automatic. And so at the same time, I love his mentality. He's very laid back. He's very relaxed. And with the craziness of New York and the pressure of the U.S. Open, especially as an American, I think that will serve him well. Paul, I would say don't sleep on Sebi Corda, though. Yeah, you could say that about both guys, right? And, and one of the things I like about both of them is really good composure. You know, different kind of personalities, but both composed under pressure. Um, I think Brad Stein's done an amazing job with Tommy trying to get him to understand and Tommy buying into who he is as a tennis player and his character. And he's become more offensive, more willing to come forward, use his volley skills, use that great athleticism. And he's going to have to against Seb. Seb's got more power, can do more from the back of the court. Um, so Tommy's going to have to be a little bit more creative to try to make Corda a little bit uncomfortable today. It's going to be a fun one to, to watch because when you see two people from the same country that are relatively young, there's a lot of pressure mm. internally right. and externally. So it's going to be fun to watch to see what happens over five sets. Remember, Tommy played a five-setter already. A lot of fuel taken away from that one. And Corda played four sets. So it's going to be fun. The Kardashians will be there. Both, Ooh, both there sisters of yeah, Seb, yeah, yeah. Jessica and Nelly, are there to chair athletic family, uh -huh. those guys. Legends. <laughs> All right, we're going to have our upset picks coming up later on TC Live. We'll see what happens there. TC Live at the U.S. Open, presented by Evian. We'll be right back. Paul, Jeannie, John, Steve, back on TC Live right now on Tennis.com. Steve Tigner with his three to see on day three. Joel Drucker on Brandon Holt's big win over Taylor Fritz. And find out what went into Beyonce's tribute to Serena. Opening night, Arthur Ashe Stadium. This was Brandon Holt taking care of business against Taylor Fritz. A four-set win. Qualified first Grand Slam ever. First ever top 15 win. There's the family. Sean's over there. Dylan's over there. Scott. McKenna. Dylan's girlfriend. Uh, everybody is in the house to see Brandon Holt. Of course, Tracy Austin, our colleague. She was supposed to be our guest 
today on TC Live. But because 11 a.m. match, Scott and the crew and, and Trace, they have to get over there. Prep, prep, prep for today, yeah. Be priorities. Playing uh, Pedro Cachin in uh, the second round today. What, what do we think of this? We think uh, Brandon Holt's got a real shot. I just want, I mean, this Pedro Cachin, go look him up. He's, he's 66 in the world, which, great. Uh, he had to qualify, and he did so by winning his 18th match since Wimbledon. So this guy's played a lot of tennis, and he's won a lot at that lower level, but I think this is a, a winnable match for Brandon. But it's always, you always have to be careful coming up against someone who has played a lot of matches. Uh, a lot of times players get into their groove and get into the rhythm. And so he could be, you know, feeling good. But we also know Brandon's obviously feeling good, especially at this tournament, coming through qualifying as well. I just want to know if he feels pressure because of his mom. Isn't he, that said, he said no. He said actually it's a great thing because he can, you know, get from her experience of being a Grand Slam champion, having all this knowledge, you can kind of pull from that. So he's using it in the right way then because yeah. I feel like, you know, like Andre and Steffi said they were never putting their kids in tennis, things like that. I feel mm -hmm. like it just can kind of add pressure. But if he's channeling it in the right way, then he's a smart kid. Yep. And he's riding the wave, right? Riding the wave of confidence, three match wins and qualities, and then beating Taylor. He's just got to keep doing what he's doing. His head is really, really good, just like mom's. So I expect mm, him to play yeah. well today. Men mentally tough. Tennis Channel truly is a family because he was warming up yesterday with Lindsey Davenport's son, Jagger Leach, uh -huh. getting ready for the match. That was, uh -huh. that was really cool to see. It's cool to see Roger Federer, who posted this on Instagram and Twitter and just having a, having a great summer leading up to the Labor Cup, which, by the way, Tennis Channel just signed a new five-year deal with the Labor Cup. So right. looking forward to being the exclusive home of that amazing event this year, September 23rd to 25th. with Mirka. <laughs> it's almost like she played tennis before. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like Roger doesn't share too much on social, especially about his personal life. So I feel like his fans will really appreciate getting a little insight into his day-to-day -day life, especially since we don't see him on the tour right now. We have, we have a name? We know the dog? Willow, right? Is that what we Sorry. found out? Is that what yeah. it is? No, that's yeah. Robbie. That's his dad. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we'll make a return. What, uh, Paul, tell, tell us what's going on with Roger. I, I what, what, what's he him, been texting you lately? I haven't talked to him lately. Um, you know, he's been busy with his new shoe launch. Uh, oh, that's right. With Kith and Ronnie Feig, which... Uh, I will be sporting at some point this week. I've been waiting. Pair. All right. huh? You'll get a free pair. Yeah. Bring yeah, that out. You know, I, I got to represent my son, COO of the company, doing a, doing a collab with Roger. Why not? That's pretty cool stuff. A reminder, usopen.org, your online home for point-by-point -point live scoring, highlights, real-time stats, and draws. Visit the official tournament site at usopen.org. We will return with upset picks of the day. TC Live at the U.S. Open is brought to you in part by Cadillac. Be iconic. Welcome back. You've been waiting for it. People, stars in the stands, the celebrities are out. Watching the tennis, Ben Stiller, Christine Taylor. Ben Stiller was at a Nadal team dinner as well. Big tennis fan. I think we're up to, like, meet the Fockers, like, 27. <laughs> 26, so maybe. good, though. They should keep making them. Huge Rafa fan. Team consultant now. I like it. Why is he in the box then? I think he was, he was actually That's hitting true. with Diego Schwartzman the other day. Was well, he? Yeah. Big tennis and, guy. Oh, wow. And what's, your, what's the rating? Actually not hitting on the same court. Like he was hanging out with them and then he took the court and hit. Gladys Knight. There's a legend I thought right she there, was huh? hitting with Diego Schwartzman. <laughs> no. she's, out, she's out every year. She's a real tennis yep. fan as well. This, yep. was not a, uh, this was not a one-timer. For more People Magazine stars in the stands, go to people.com. Always look forward to it. It's that time, John. Roll, roll the music, Scott. 
Oh, roll cue. Here we go. Stat of the day. <laughs> we know that. It's like hurdle. We know that in uh, in one second. So we're coming off a year in which a qualifier won the title. How are the qualifiers doing this year? Well, 12 wins, which is a lot, given we're talking about players who have already played a lot of tennis. They're all ranked outside the top 100. And look at this. We have a qualifier beating Sitsipas. We have a qualifier beating Taylor Fritz. We have a qualifier beating Holop. And we haven't even talked about them. We had a qualifier, Claire Burrell, beating the reigning mm. Wimbledon champion. Yes, but do you have any uh, lucky loser stats for us? Oh, maybe we'll do those tomorrow. We'll, uh... I'm just trying to throw in some content. I'm just trying to throw it out there, Steve. Let's see, we had Jack Sock was a lucky loser. He went down to Schwartzman. Okay. Kozlov, lucky loser, went down to Medvedev right. in there the you first go. round. But, uh, no, I mean, this, this all goes to our point. Margins are small. The open is open. And here's what we got today. Emilio Nava is a wild card. And he yep. picked up a win. i tell you what, young American getting through to the second round playing Andy Murray. Just uh, just a great opportunity for him. What a great day of tennis. And I heard, I'm not sure, mm. Serena Williams is playing. Is she in action tonight? She's I'm playing sure. 7 Eastern tonight. It's for- the Serena Open, guys. It's <laughs> yeah, like with other matches going around. I'll be there with bells on. Uh, all right. You, you've had all show to, to get your upset picks ready. Paul, you got to do better than yesterday. You had to bring yeah. it up. Who did you, who did I you think I picked Stevie was- yesterday, lost in straight sets. Three and a half seconds <laughs> after the match is over. Ross Schneiderman texted me just to remind me that that was my text. It's nice of our boss to do that, right? Isn't yeah. It? But today, yeah, today you guys, I got a good one. Okay. I got a good one. Let's hear it. A little bit out on a limb, but I think Nick Kyrgios might lose. What? Whoa. To Benjamin Bonzi. I just, okay. you know, Nick's tired. He's on Armstrong. It's not Ash. It's not a night match. It's a long summer. I, you know, I'm such a Nick mm. fan. I want him to win. I'm just afraid the fuel tank might be down a little bit. Prove me wrong, All Nick. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I like it better. I feel like you might it. you might start 0-2. Janie's leading the way. Right, a great upset got? pick yesterday. Well, after my Halep pick, which Ross also texted me immediately after. <laughs> <laughs> Ross was good at that. Yeah. A lot of negativity there. So my upset uh, pick yesterday did fantastic. Cornet, she won. Um, so I feel pressure right now for today. But I'm going to go with Georgie beating Madison Keys. They're both big power hitters, but when Georgie's on, she is on. I've played her a few Mm. times, and sometimes I've killed her, sometimes she's killed me. So if the right one shows up today, I'll be right. If not, Maddie gets it. Okay, I like it. Well, that's an interesting pick. I like it. Thank you. A lot you. of what do you heavy got? hitting. What, uh, what, what do I got? Um, I no disrespect to our neighbors to the north, but uh, Felix Oje Aliasim, who Ooh, we're all waiting for the match. breakthrough, but he's got young Jack Draper. I don't know if you've seen him, but I mean, you've seen him I've play. Seen this tons. Lefty, a lot of talent, and I feel like Draper's had a really, really strong year. He beat Sitsipas yeah. in, in Canada, but you know what? We've got you know. We've got Cam Norrie making the semis of Wimbledon. Andy Murray's resurgent. We have Emma Mania. A lot of the attention has not gone on him from the U.K. This is a very talented player. I can't remember. I want to credit the right person, and I will at some point. Someone said it's lefty Andy Roddick. So there's there's a lot of heavy hitting. There's a lot of Petchy say that, man? And, uh, all right, sure. Mark Petchy, good job. <laughs> um, but I think uh, I think he could give Felix some real trouble today. I think a fun match. What, what about you? you oh, well, Peyton you Stearns, who I picked, you know, the NCAA champ from Texas uh-huh. yesterday, uh-huh. beating Alexandrova, they're still going. They, third I mean, set, 4-3 yeah. yeah. on yeah. serve right now. All right. Rain delay. Rain delay. They're, they're going so to resume. the same pick. I'm going to keep that, and I'm going to go Brandon Holt because he's taking on the number 66 player in the world. Okay. All right. That's an upset pick, right? That's a good one. Qualifier? Take it. Take it. Let's go, B. Let's get it done. That's a good one. Uh, Final thoughts before we go on Serena, once again taking the court tonight against the two-seed Annette Contevate. 
I just think it'll be interesting how, if she does lose, there won't be a ceremony after, mm. and it'll be a complete different mm. feeling than the extravagance of night one. So I'm not looking forward to that, so I'm really hoping she wins. <laughs> Too late to change your upset pick? I, I don't know. I mean, I, I think she's the underdog, but I think she's got a real chance, and this would be a, a special moment in what we all assume is her final. She's beating the number two seed. Contavite's only gotten to the quarters a couple times of the major. Big match. Once. Once. Oh, once. Uno. Okay, there you go. Yeah. I, I, I hear Serena's won 23 of them. So. <laughs> 23? Yeah. She's pretty good. <laughs> She's pretty good, that Serena Williams. Yes. Tell you what. We'll see you once again tomorrow morning, 9 a.m. Eastern, right here. Two-hour pregame show for Paul, John, and Jeannie. I'm Steve. Thanks so much for watching TC Live at the U.S. Open, presented by Evian.